Hello, and welcome to the Wishing You Well podcast. I'm your host, Maria, of Qigong with Maria. Thank you for tuning in. This is a great way for us to stay connected and to discuss health, wellness, and lifestyle inspiration. Today, we are going to talk about center court and grand slams. It's U.S. Open week, so I am thinking about all things tennis The U.S. Open Tennis Championships, commonly called the U.S. Open, is a hard-court tennis tournament that's held annually in Queens, New York. The top-ranked, arguably greatest tennis players in the world have all converged on the Billie Jean King Tennis Center in New York City. I don't play tennis regularly, but I love watching the matches on television, and I've enjoyed doing so since Chrissy Everett was the number one player back in the mid-1970s. I vividly remember watching her play. I followed with great interest her romance with fellow tennis star Jimmy Connors, and I recall how beautifully she graced the cover of one of my favorite magazines at the time, Seventeen. If you follow tennis like I do, then you know that the U.S. Open is the fourth and final Grand Slam of the annual tennis championships. And I'm sure you know that one of those tournaments is held at the oldest tennis club in the world, Wimbledon in England, which means it is the only tournament in the Grand Slam that is played on grass. There is so much pomp and circumstance and tradition circulating around Wimbledon, and I look forward to all of it. The strawberries and cream, the all-white dress code, the royal patronage, the Pimm's Cup drink, and the matches played on center court. Center court is the main court used in the championships at Wimbledon. I thought a lot about center court this year because I could not believe my eyes when I was watching the tournament. Center court was a disaster. It was brown. It was all torn up. It was unlevel. By the time we got to the corner finals, it was a source of tremendous consternation among the players, their coaches, the viewers, the Wimbledon powers that be had seemingly really let the place go. It seemed really unfair that as the tournament got more challenging and there was more on the line with each match, the conditions were getting worse and worse. There was even problems with one of Roger Federer's matches when the grounds crew neglected to cover the court in the rain and play was delayed for hours and hours as they tried to make the playing conditions suitable. While I am sure you would agree that it is completely unacceptable for a legendary championship court such as Wimbledon to not be game ready, what we watched in action was the adaptability of each and every tennis player who competed. You see, the grass on the courts at Wimbledon is very special. It is known to play faster than grass on other courts. It's cut shorter, which allows the ball to bounce higher and move faster. It's a specific variety of grass called rye which is known for its ability to recover quickly and maintain a consistent playing surface. And the courts are rolled, which helps to compress the surface, making the ball bounce faster. These factors combine to create a faster playing surface overall at Wimbledon than at other grass courts. The question is, why can't they keep Wimbledon grass better? Well, I guess that's all part of grass court play and Wimbledon play. It's natural that the grass is going to wear as the two weeks of the tournament progress. The ball will therefore start behaving differently as the grass wears, 
and the players should be able to, or hopefully be able to adapt to the changing conditions. That's one of the challenges of grass court and what they say makes it so special. Watch TV footage going back decades and the finals are always played on courts with a worn baseline and they say it just wouldn't be a Wimbledon final without it. The players therefore have to be extremely adaptable because the changing grass surface affects so many things, including the bounce of the ball and the grip on the shoes that they're wearing. They need to adjust to what is likely going to be a more slippery surface and it probably means that they have to change their mat strategies as the tournament progresses. It is quite something to watch. Does it make you think about how adaptable you are in your everyday life? We sure had to become our best and most adaptable selves during the pandemic. Wearing the masks, wiping down our groceries, inviting people into our homes and lives via Zoom. What does adaptability look like in a post-pandemic world? Many of our favorite businesses have closed. The places you frequent are likely short-staffed, which impacts service and wait times. We have to adapt to continuing supply chain issues and shortages on the items that we need. We were forced to become flexible and adaptable. I have a dear friend who just turned 95 years old. We have been friends for 35 years. She has such a go-with-the-flow attitude, which I am convinced has greatly contributed to her longevity. Her approach to life is to adapt to any given situation. She's always relaxed and flexible and willing to try anything and go anywhere. She claims it's because of her daily morning exercise routine and her afternoon cocktail, two things that she has done every day for many, many years. She recently decided to sell the large home she had lived in for 30 years and move into an independent living retirement community. My friend had a lot of apprehension about the move and how adaptable she was going to be able to be. She kept saying to me, I don't need all of those programmed activities. I'm not sure I want to eat dinner with a lot of people. Where will I practice my exercises? This was the most inflexible of reactions that I had ever witnessed from her. Well, lo and behold, the move has worked out so incredibly well. My friend still finds time and place to do her morning exercises. She actually does them in her kitchen. And she still has that afternoon cocktail, only now it's at the happy hour with her many new friends. And in between, she's going to morning yoga class and afternoon flower arranging and musical entertainment in the lounge after dinner. Each and every day is filled with beautiful moments, delicious food that someone else has prepared for her, and lots of fun social interaction and intellectual stimulation. Every day is a grand slam. Just like those tennis players on center court who have to quickly learn to adapt to the changing conditions, my friend decided to adapt and is the better and happier for it. Have you had to deal with any changes in your own life? Did you do so willingly or did you resist? One of the many reasons I love the beautiful practice of Qigong is that the movements are designed to train us to go with the flow, to move without resistance to accept a mindset of flexibility and adaptability rather than resistance and tension. You can go to my YouTube channel, Qigong with Maria, to practice one of my routines. This will train you to go with the flow. Or you can drop into one of my daily live classes on Zoom. Yes, Zoom, the very thing that we all had to accept into our lives three years ago. 
I invite you to give it a try and to see how much more adaptable and flexible you will become. I want us all to live a life of grand slams, just like my friend is doing in her new community. To live each day with a feeling that we get to lift the trophy over our heads. I would love to hear in the comment section about how flexibility and adaptability are helping you to live your best life. Thank you for joining me today. I am so very grateful that you shared part of your day with me. And as always, I am wishing you well.